Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. Now, next weekend on Sunday ends the 2020-2021 Summer Olympics in Tokyo because last year they were supposed to have it, but it was canceled, of course, due to COVID-19. Now, I'm about to say something that may or may not be popular with the masses, but I have to say it. If the Olympics were held in my backyard, I would close the shades and tell everyone to lock up and clean up when they were done. Now, what's interesting is I'm not even sure exactly when I started to feel this way. Because growing up, I experienced the best Olympic moment when it came in 1980, the Winter Olympics, when the U.S. hockey team beat the Soviets. Was there ever a better moment than that? Everyone coming together, the Americans against the Soviets, and it couldn't uh, be better. Now, could it also be when the Dream Team started in 1992? I know most countries were using their professionals, but I kind of like that we didn't go down this road. And did we need professionals in basketball to do it? Maybe it's when we decided to do the Winter and the Summer Olympics separated so that we would have it every two years instead of four. I am just not sure. As a sports fan, you would think I would love it, but it just doesn't move the needle for me. Of course, there are many good feel-good stories in every Olympics where athletes win gold medals and they work so hard. Their families have, you know, put them through all these training programs. I remember speed skater Eric Hyden, gymnast Olga Corbett, Mary Lou Renton winning the gold in 84, Kerry Strug, the swimmers Mark Spitz and Michael Phelps, and of course, Simone Baez. And it makes all the years of practice worth it. But what about the silver and the bronze medalists? Does anybody ever remember them? And again, if we've never had the Olympics again, would we miss it? Now, there are many that would. And I'm sure if you love it, that's wonderful too. And maybe you would really miss it. But there are so many other things going on. Plus, everyone gets so emotionally tied to these athletes. And if they don't win gold, we think they failed. Look at what happened this Olympics to Simone Baez, who had to quit. And maybe it's time to stop the be-all, end-all of winning at all costs mentality when it comes to one's health. Maybe it's time we just go back to only specialty sports in the Olympics. Keep the track and field, maybe the gymnastics. But do we really need more professionals playing basketball or baseball or pro tennis or even golfers? For them, it is just another tournament. And do they really need another medal really maybe we just need to go back to every four years total make it a little more special where we have the summer and the winter olympics in the same year again and stop this every two years who knows i would actually like the opening and closing ceremonies to be actually on the same day and i know that's pretty harsh (laughs) with that being said it's time to bring on my guest for the week she is a new york-based comedian a voiceover actor a radio broadcaster extraordinaire She's also the co-producer of Brooklyn Heights Comedy Nights, one of the longest-running comedy shows in New York City. Please welcome the very talented Shelly Coleman to Lens Burning Bush. And Shelly, welcome. Yay! Yay, me! Yay! Yay! Was that that a good enough introduction for you? It's it's the best introduction I've ever had. Well, there you go. I don't think I've ever been called anything extraordinaire before. Well, you are extraordinaire. Um, We used to work together back uh, in the 90s, uh, back... A few years ago, let's just say, right? Yeah. Um, when we worked at, at Metro Traffic, and you were an exceptional traffic anchor in addition to the comedy. But I wanted to get a little bit of your take 
on my rant this week because I know I'm being a little harsh and maybe it's just I've got other things going on in my life and Olympics are just not as important as they used to be. That's usually what happens when you get married, you have kids and you've got other things going on. So maybe that's all what it is. But what are your thoughts of the Olympics? Do you watch it? And if you do, that's great. Okay, first of all, did you say Simone Baez? Biles. I, yeah, I did Biles. say, I, yeah, okay. I, I said Biles, but I might have said Baez, yeah. So, yes, yeah, okay. it's Biles. You know, I think I might have said it I, once. I, did, I, I, did, I didn't know she was a folk singer as well. Oh, sorry um, about that. <laughs> that's fine. Now See, I learned something. this is why I don't watch the Olympics. Because you get the names wrong? I get the names wrong. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Um <laughs> I actually I have been watching because I like uh, there are certain sports that I like to watch. I like to watch swimming and diving and I like to watch men's gymnastics because I love the idea of these guys throwing themselves around in feety pajamas. Um, but they're just amazing. The, the things that they can do are astonishing to me. Um, I generally don't watch the, the, the women's gymnastics because these 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 young women are so young and it just looks to me like, what are we doing to teenagers? Also, because I'm jealous that I can't do any of that. Um, and I was I was watching. I forget what it, I forget what sport it was, but they have, you know, all over the place. It says Tokyo 2020. And I'm looking at the TV and I'm going, wait a minute. I thought it was 2021. Is it 2020? I couldn't remember what year it was suddenly just because yeah. they had this on. the. So I, I got very confused. And and so they should stop doing that. Don't do that to me. I'm too old for this. They canceled um, it. That's why they canceled it last year. So it, it's it's the twenty twenty slash twenty one. I maybe I, I don't know. Well, well, yes, I understand that, but they need to change the signage because I'm looking at the TV going, "What the hell year is it?" <laughs> now, mind you, I've been doing that for the last fifteen or sixteen months, so that's not new. But it's a little disturbing because I thought we were past that, and apparently I was wrong. Well. What was your question? I completely I forgotten it. Whether, whether you like the Olympics. But you brought something up that was exactly kind of my, my point to the rant. Is maybe we just, you, you mentioned sports that like the swimming and you mentioned other things that you like, the diving. Specialty sports mm -hmm. that really you, you, you haven't seen in the last four years. And it just makes it right. even better when you watch the great athletes. But I really don't need to watch you know, LeBron James or whoever is in the NBA playing in a game that looks like they're playing in the NBA. And I, I don't really care. Right. I think that's what it is. You're seeing much of the same. Yeah. Whereas it was nice yeah. when it used to have boxing and all these other sports that maybe you wouldn't see, like in the in the Winter Olympics, you got the luge. Right. That's kind of, you know, they're doing right. 160 miles an hour and you got the Kenyans yeah. winning. I mean, that it, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of nice. Right. That's that's what I, I think I miss. And maybe that has made it hard for me to watch. But I'm one of the few that it's on. And I got to be honest, I haven't watched one minute of it. And I know everybody's been, you know, upset at the whole uh, Simone Biles um, issue. <laughs> uh, but I, I just think it's kind of um, it's ironic that she decides to quit because, you know, they push these athletes so damn hard all yeah. the time. I mean, if you remember Carrie Strug and it was like, you can do it, you can do it. And she's sitting there with a broken leg and it's just, you yeah. know, and she wins gold. And it's like and then she never was able to do it again because she, you know, the leg was pretty bad and nobody cares about that. Right. She got gold medal and right. that's all we care about, but maybe it's time to just, you know, just say, look, is, is this that important? There's so many other 
things in the world do we really care you know is it, it you know if your mental health is not good step away right yeah but then again i mean don't don't many people or don't so many people find other sports that important like the the, the super bowl is this thing that people just lose their minds over and money is lost and like everybody flushes the toilet at the same time so so we, we're running out of water because of the super bowl maybe i just made that up i'm not sure <laughs> but but I mean, to me, it's it's a sport. It's all sports, yeah. and it's 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 tech. It's technically, officially, a game. So if it's important to you, maybe you just pull back a little bit. No matter what sport it is. It, well, now, I you, think you're, you're right. Talking about, you're talking about the, uh, the the Winter Olympics. There aren't any events in the Winter Olympics that people watch anyway. So it's not like basketball or right. like there's no football in the Winter Olympics. So to me, that's the only time you're going to see the luge right you know it's not like every year there's the world series of luge <laughs> so it's all special true hockey is one that they started to do the professionals oh, i didn't true. like that yeah. but yeah i forgot I yeah forgot. and i think that's what it is too you could see the nhl and it's like you look at that but i you know i agree with you i think that if if you know the specialty ones make it great and i love the diving the michael phelps story of winning all the gold medals they always look for those those good stories and this year of course it's a it's kind of a, a bad story but maybe it's a good story maybe something will, will come good of it which i hope uh, mm -hmm. but that's kind of the way i look at it but that's the olympics for me i just not that interested and uh you know there are plenty of people listening that that are gonna say len you're you're being harsh on the olympics i love the olympics and i i, I think that and that's great if you do i i'm not uh, i'm not chastising anyone for liking it i just don't like it Right. Way to take a stand there, Landon. Oh. Way to way to put your foot down. <laughs> I don't try to claim that I'm, you know, doing anything here. Uh, just giving my, <laughs> I'm just giving my uh, my honest opinion. So another opinion okay. I want to give, uh, it is uh, of course uh, the 40th anniversary of MTV is coming up in the next couple oh, of days, and uh, I can't believe that it's been 40 years since Video Killed the Radio Star opened up uh, MTV. <laughs> But it's only been 14 years since they played videos. <laughs> I think they only played 14 years of, of videos. Oh, that's true, yeah. But think about it. You know, they turned 40. The, all, of the, all of the things. And who would have thought that that would have ever... I remember when it came out and everybody was just glued to it to see... Because all you did at that point was you were on the... You know, you had the radio stations playing the music. But to actually see the bands and, you know... And, and of course, back then, they were... There were great videos. Uh, the Michael Jackson thriller was like a movie, right? They they right. Came, they they decided. But what are your thoughts on MTV? Did you were you watching it a lot growing growing up or? No, because uh, we didn't have cable. Oh. I didn't have cable until two thousand one, so oh, I was way behind everybody else. Um, the only time I got to see videos was on broadcast TV on Friday nights. There was a show called Friday Night Videos. And it was maybe an hour long, maybe 90 minutes. And so they would show whatever the hottest ones were for that week. And and that was it for me. I didn't I didn't know what other people so I was still listening to music on the radio. I was still I was still listening to it on my crank oh. um, <laughs> record a, player. You had a Victrola. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> I, I was listening to music on wax cylinders oh. while all the other kids were, were watching MTV. Um, so it wasn't it was never really formative for me. Uh, and actually, I, I I like video. I like to watch music videos, some of them, but a lot of bands that I like don't really 
they're not like they're not glossy. They're not um, they're not movie star types. They're just musicians. And so I'm totally fine with listening to them and not seeing them. I don't really care what they look like. Some Sometimes of, I'd rather not know what they look like. Well, and I think that could be better now. Some of the uh, I like to say the geezers at Caesars, if you had them out, uh, you know, Rolling Stones <laughs> and all these others that are like in their their 70s. It's uh, it's kind of yeah. crazy. Uh, Keith Richards, I like to say, has been you know dead for twenty years and no one's told him, but he is. I thought I said that. Oh, you did. There you go. Look at that. I thought I said that first. Well, oh well, I was wrong. Oh no, you're you're, you're more than fine. Uh, but it's uh, so. <laughs> I just can't believe that 1981 was forty years ago. That's that's I think the the thing that gets me that 1981 was forty years ago. Okay, now you realize, Len, that anyone who was listening who was under the age of, of 40 now is going, okay, that's enough. <laughs> they they shut it off, I know. Exactly, yep. It, yep. exactly. But, you know. By the way, let me tell you something. When I when I first, when you first contacted me about the podcast and I was, I was looking it up, I thought, wait a minute, Len's burning bush? I did not realize that you were a b- biblical prophet. I had no idea. You didn't know that I the was. The book See, of Len. I, it is the book. I, I didn't know. <laughs> it's really kind of what's irritating me. So it's kind of like right. the, the Prilotech OTC, which would be a great sponsor, I think. <laughs> Don't you think? Lens Burning Brush brought to you by Prilotech OTC if you've had the burning sensation, you know. But that's right. I just, you know, this is what Are the Olympics giving you that burning sensation? Yes. Uh, it's one of those things each week that I just, uh, there's things I don't like. I mean, you know, it's it's funny. Okay. Uh, it's first world problems what, what irritates right. me. You know, acronyms right. I don't like. I did an episode on acronyms. <laughs> I don't like that everything is because half the acronyms in this world, if you ask people what they actually stood for, you, they wouldn't know yeah. what they mean, right? Everything right. changes. We've got, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken is now KFC, and this one, you know, Dunkin' yeah. Donuts is no more. It's Dunkin', and we've shortened everything, and it's just, it's, you know, I think we've just, everybody's in a rush for everything. you got to shorten it. got to yeah, make the, you know. LOL, right? The texting, I can't stand that either. So I'm just, you know. Get off my lawn. Get off, I am. I'm the old guy on the lawn. And it's like Clint said, get off my lawn. You know, I don't, I just don't, I, that's kind of what it is. But what's okay. it, you know, you have been doing so many things since since we last spoke. You, you have, um, yeah. you, you know, the comedy is what really excites me. Because, again, you're talking to somebody who always wanted to do it, but I've never had uh, the brass you know what to do it and you are doing it and it um i had somebody on uh about uh, probably six three to six months ago her name is tracy campbell and she's a friend of mine but she actually got up at gotham comedy stage and she did a couple of sets and it's actually on youtube and she did really well and i was i was impressed but it, it you know it takes so much to put in the effort to to get yeah. your material together but you're doing it on brooklyn heights comedy nights talk to me about it it's so hard, and 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 how okay. are you doing? Um, well, well, first of all, the show. I, I started that show um, almost nine years ago when I moved into the, my neighborhood that I'm in there now, um, and I just wanted to find a venue where I could, you know, book four or five comics that make me laugh. That's really their only criterion, and uh, and that way I knew that at least once a month I would have the opportunity to perform because. I'm sure this will come as no surprise to you, but in New York City, you cannot swing a cat without hitting a comic. <laughs> and there are, there's just so many, and there's so, you know, the, the, the ratio of comics to people who want to sit and watch comedy, not good, not a good ratio. 
So uh, I figured in this, I'm, I'm in a very residential neighborhood. Let me find this venue, uh, just to like the back room of something and, and see if I can get people to come and watch five comics for like 90 minutes once a month. So we started out in, <clears throat> excuse me, we started out in a movie theater, um, a small independent movie theater. I did that for a couple of years. And it's never been, I think the largest house we ever had was like 34 people. But still, if you're in the, if you're in a, 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 we moved from the movie theater to a cafe. And if you're in the back room of a cafe and you got 34 people, that's a full house. So that was very cool. Um, and then I just kept doing it, you know, once a month. Uh, I had two different co-hosts. One moved to uh, Ohio, actually. He's probably listening right now. Right. Um, just because he's in Ohio. So that means that he's got oh, he has to Oh, it has to be. has to be, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a local ordinance. Um, and, and really, like I said, it's still just so that I have an opportunity to do something once a month. And I learned that I like hosting, which is cool because theoretically there's always a need for a host. Um, and you were talking about getting the material together. That's not such a hard part for me. That's, I basically just talk like I'm talking to you now. And, and if I think something is funny, I'll write it down and I'll try to put it in some sort of order with some other stuff. So that's not the hard part. The hard part is getting people to uh, come and see me wherever I am, or more importantly, getting on other people's shows, you know, because like I said, there's so many comics around uh, pushing oneself to the front so that you're seen, so that you get a spot somewhere, so that somebody books you on their bar show, so that maybe you get on late night on, you know, one of the little uh, comedy clubs in the city. That's hella hard, as the kids probably don't say anymore. Well, I... Uh, I Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say about the, com okay. you know, the comedy tour and the comedy clubs. And there's been several like documentaries recently about it. And they even had yeah. the comedy store with uh, Mitzi Shore. They had, you know, they talked about her uh, on on some of those. And we also had uh, just a couple of there was actually a show on Showtime. And there's another one that's on on HBO, I believe, uh, about about, yeah. uh, you know, making people laugh because it's it's hard, and they and they show the the ugliness too of of the comedy clubs, that that is you know yeah. afterwards or, or you know you're it's two three in the morning and you're talking about your set and you know how that how that works. But I um I've gone out to L A once and I was at the comedy store back in the nineties, and that was kind of cool yeah. to to go to the comedy store and see the comics out there. But it's real tough. It's it's one of those things where it's kind of like being a musician because you see so many good musicians. But there's only so many that can make it, right? I mean, it's right. so hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is one one major difference between being a musician and being a comic, and that is if you like play guitar, you can stand in your living room and play guitar, and that's cool. But if I stand in my living room and do stand-up comedy, that's psychotic. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have to have an audience in order to do what I want to do. Musicians can at least theoretically play for their own amusement and they can just they're still playing. They're still, you know, making it better, learning, practicing. You got to practice comedy in front of people. Otherwise, you're just talking to yourself. And don't get me wrong. I do that, too. Hey, we all do. And that's a, that's the how yeah. I mean, what do you think I started. You talked about hosting and I had never hosted anything either. I had done I, I do play by play for high school football and I did some basketball. And I did all that that stuff. And I've been on the air for traffic and news and all of those things, but I've never did 
my own show or anything like that. So doing this was kind of cool because now I kind of control how it goes. But it's not easy, you know, even coming up with stuff for people to just, you know, kid around for the four minutes or so that I rant to come up with something every uh-huh. week. It, it becomes it's work. And Jerry Seinfeld, who is a, a great comedian in New York, uh, mm-hmm. fantastic. He, he actually still goes to Gotham Comedy Club to try to perform because he yeah. works at his material. Yeah. But he said it's like there's a speech he writes. He goes, you don't know how long it takes to write what he comes up with for those you know, right. 30 yeah. minutes. Or, or And he talked about how people win Academy Awards and all these things. And he goes, well, somebody wrote that stuff for them and they performed and they, they did a great job as Bob Jones. But comics are the ones who are just out there doing the material and doing their own material. It's, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's hard. The schlepping, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I won't dispute that it's difficult, but but uh, uh, one of the I was uh, a friend of mine um, was running an open mic for a long time, and um, then eventually she just stopped because she is, as we say, a woman of a certain age, um, and she got a job where she had to commute on the Long Island Expressway. I'm familiar. I'm sure you remember the LIE. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. She had his long commute both ways, and she just said, "The hell with it! I can't do that. I gotta, I gotta be a grown up. You know, I have to pay my bills. I have a job." And uh, and then she lost her job. Um, she got fired the day she was before she was gonna quit. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and I saw her yesterday at an open mic. It was the first one either of us had done in probably two years. And we were talking about it and we, because I'm a little bit older than she is. And we're going, you know what? I said, the only reason I can continue to do this is because it's still fun for me. I can't put any more pressure on it. I can't, you know, I'm not, a lot of, a lot of comics, pretty much all the comics I know, especially the young ones, are always worried about, I got to grind, I got to grind because I got to make it. And I'm going, look, man, I'm 150,000 years old. I'm not going to make it. I just am doing this because it's fun, because it's entertaining, because, you know, I like making people laugh. That's the bottom line. And as long as that continues and it doesn't hurt me, yeah, don't <laughs> as long hurt as it yourself. doesn't cause me any, any emotional or physical pain, okay, I'll keep doing it. Well, I'm glad you keep doing it. And, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I would like to get people to come to your show. So how, how can people get tickets and how do they come to see you? Well, unfortunately, I shut down my show last year because of COVID. And um, I haven't started it up again yet because I'm, frankly, I don't trust people. I don't trust comics. <laughs> I don't trust anybody just, you know, to come into a, a, an enclosed space and sit together. And, you know, I said, no, I don't yeah. trust you. You say you're vaccinated. No, you're not. You're lying. <laughs> um, so theoretically, we're going to start that up again, maybe in September, depending, of course, on the... Uh, the Delta variant and the Lambda variant and all the other Greek yeah, Lambda, Lambda, variant. Lambda, Moo. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, I have a website. It's thatshelly.com. And I have, I love, I, I, I chose that name because uh, I had a friend years ago who had an old Irish grandmother who was one of those old cranky women. She doesn't like anything. Well, I, I met her and, um, I was trying to be nice, but she was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking with my buddy, and and uh, and I, she said something to me, and I said something kind of sarcastic back. And and the next day, I find uh, John tells me, 
you know, Nana Rose was, was what we called her. Nana Rose had something interesting to say about you. And I said, what did she say? She said, she's awfully snippy, that Shelly. <laughs> that Shelly. So that became my name among that particular group of friends. So that's why my website is thatshelly.com. Well, I think it's great. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, Unfortunately, it, I couldn't get that on Twitter because somebody else is that Shelly on Twitter. So on Twitter, I'm awfully snippy. Awfully snippy on Twitter. So we yes, got that Shelly and then awfully snippy. Okay. Well, I like that. Right, exactly. It's, it, 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 it's I good. Mean, I, I have some Facebook, I mean, some uh, YouTube videos out too. You can just, you can find them under Shelly Coleman and just, just spell my name right. C-O-L-M-A. Yes. Right. There's no E. No E. Right. C-O-L-M-A. And only, only one E in Shelly too. I don't need them extra E's. I don't know why you people keep trying to give me extra E's. I uh, know. We don't need a vowel. We don't need to buy a vowel. To, to listen to Shelly. Exactly. Right. That's the kind of... One E in Shelly, three E's in my middle name, no E's in Coleman. That's enough. So we're going to go back in time a little bit. And you did yeah. you watch Happy Days growing, you know, going in the 70s? I did, All yeah. Right. The yeah. Fonz. You remember the Fonz and Henry Winkler, right? Of course. Who can forget the Fonz? Well, he's still being the Fonz, apparently. Henry Winkler took time really? to call a childhood neighbor and wish yeah. her a happy 101st birthday. So, Holy crap, yeah, she's almost as old as I am. Exactly. She had heard the woman's granddaughter was trying to reach him, Natalie Lobovitz Zeidenberg, the event sales manager uh -oh. at Tavern on the Green, that her grandmother, Florence Keller, lived in the same building as Winkler back in 1955. And he was uh -huh. about 10, and he had a big crush on her back then. Aww. So he apparently called her, and uh, someone in Winkler's family got in touch with uh, the actor and He's 75 now, Henry Winkler, the Fonz, but he's still the Fonz. She said uh, he was so cool, and uh, it's a great story that he's still trying to be the Fonz. I don't know if he wound up putting the jukebox on with his with his fist, but <laughs> I, I, I think I always enjoyed I always enjoyed that the the, the happy yeah. days. So um, I don't know if you saw, but uh, did you did you watch Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? Have you watched? Those nope. shows again, no cable, no cable. Yeah, I thought maybe you stream yeah. now. Maybe you, maybe you've come. Oh no, I I can't pay for TV, man. I'm trying to be a comic <laughs> and, and a dog sitter, man. I got no extra money. After the show, I'm going to give you my password to watch uh, B Better Call Saul. But Bob Odenkirk, oh, fantastic, thank yeah, you. Bob Odenkirk is apparently uh, doing better now. He collapsed on the set of uh, Better Call Saul, which is the prequel to Breaking Bad, uh, and uh, yeah. uh, they tweeted out that he's apparently doing better and he's okay and uh, so that's good, good. news so uh, that show is awesome i you, i think you should watch it watch breaking bad and then go back and watch uh, then watch better call saul because it's just both of the shows are brilliant written by vince gilligan and um a couple of other people but yeah they great shows on those i don't know if you're you, giving you know. you're trying to give me reasons not to leave my house well i mean you know i'd I like you to get out there to go out <laughs> We'd like you to get out a little bit, Shelly. We want you to go back to I doing comedy. It. Yes. So okay. okay, I'll do what I can. I'm looking forward to September when you're back. So let me know when you are. Uh, maybe I okay. can fly in. I'm actually going to be flying in to New York. I'm taking my son to see the Yankees and the Mets. He's never seen uh, in person uh, at Yankee Stadium. And I've never been to the new, the new Yankee Stadium, which is not new anymore. But it's right. uh, Yankee Stadium and, and City Field. I keep wanting to call it Shea Stadium. But it's City Field. Oh, I still do. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of the thing. But the, the traffic reporting, uh, but Kara McHugh was the reason, you know, he, him and I were talking when we did the show together. And he said, you got to get Shelly Coleman on. 
And I said, <laughs> I, I reached out. I didn't think you'd remember me. And I am so happy that you did because it's, it's so much fun reconnecting. Honestly, Lynn, I didn't remember you. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> well, Mike Haggerty sends his regards, too. Do you remember Mike? Because he says he okay, remembered no. you. He remembered you, and he was on uh, the show also. Yeah. But he, I posted oh, on cool. Insta Instagram that you were going to be on, and he said to uh, reach out. She's, uh, so Mike Haggerty. Do you, you remember nice. Mike? I, yeah. I that you remember. You don't remember me, but you remember Mike. I understand. No, um, I don't remember him either. Hell, uh, I don't even remember Karen McHugh. Who, is uh, it? who am I? Who, who, I don't know anything. In the words of Jerry, who are these people? Why are they contacting exactly. me? Exactly. Right? I don't know these, <laughs> these people. Well, you, I appreciate so much that you're, you're come, you come on here. You can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook, at Lens Burning okay. Bush. Make sure you do that. You can follow on Twitter. It's easy, at Lens Burning Bush. Pretty easy to follow, right? right? I even have a YouTube yeah. channel. So this episode, uh, I, I record every weekend. Uh, and it gets uploaded and it's on YouTube as well. Now, I don't have the video, but it's the audio portion. So I guess the kids say you got to like, subscribe and all that. How's that work? Oh, uh, there's so many things. And hit the bell yeah. or something to get notifications. Please subscribe. I, I can't get anybody, you know, to, to, to subscribe to this. Uh, but uh, people are listening, though, to the show. You can, you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. People are listening on Podbean, iHeartRadio, oh, TuneIn. You can even ask wow. Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush. <laughs> but make sure, Shelly, that you say yes. Lens Burning Bush podcast because you don't know what yes. comes up. And again, people are going to think it's a religious-based show, but it's not, right? I did. Yeah, I know. And that's what it comes down to. I'm, you know, the religion goes out the window when you listen after a couple of minutes. You hear this, <laughs> right? <laughs> but please, but please come on again. I, it was so great seeing Absolutely. you after, you know, it's been a, been a little bit, been a little time since we've, we've spoken. Yeah. What I love about this show more than anything is, is the catching up with friends. And I won't say old friends cause we're not old. We're, uh, I know, am. well, you're, we're, um, mature. How about we're, we're for mature audiences, <laughs> right? But that's the kind of thing I like. We're for mature audiences, but it's so no, great. Lynn, you're not old. I'm not saying you're old. I'm saying I'm old. I got to own it, you know? But you look spectacular, so you're you're not old. Thank you. It is yeah. much better to look good than to feel good. That's right. And you know who you are. You look marvelous, darling, and I, I love that. <laughs> I love that about you. I, I do. I do. Uh, I'm so happy that we connected again, and let's uh, not be a stranger. You will come on again, and I want you yeah, on when you're doing your comedy and we will get okay. people to come to the show uh do this but thank you so much for coming on You're and welcome. and it's so great and uh, i'm len harvey thanks to shelly coleman we'll be back with another episode of lens burning bush next week so long